by the time we get to the end, you're going to be crying a lot. That's just a mass prediction. Bold assumption there, Cotton, that I'm not crying every book already. <laughs> That's true. I do too. How could you not? Hey, so just to level with you, this is a comedy podcast. But in case all the swears and less than healthy coping mechanisms aren't clear enough, this show isn't for kids. Listener discretion is advised. And regarding the books, while Animorphs is nominally for children, there is some extremely dark and textbook triggering content involved. Body horror and animal harm are pretty standard, but every book is different. So for specific content warnings, check the notes of this episode. And you know what? If you have to bow out because of any of this, we understand, and we support you. All right, that all said, on with the show. Hey, welcome to Lit Kid Lit, where we think about how horrifying it is to be drowned by a raccoon while literally, uh, literally doing anything, anything we can to forget that fact. I'm Nika, I'm the heavily judgmental zoology enthusiast and first-time morpher. And this is... I'm Kara, the resident Animorph historian. And in this book, we're doing uh, book 13, The Change. Woo! You know what? It feels like it's been forever, and yet it's Tobias's second book, right? Like, it's only his second book. I can't believe how I'm going to feel come book 54, and I'll just be like, yeah, it feels like it's been forever. These children will have aged, like, a year God. I think I think it's like three years or something like that. Like okay. They, there's a significant amount of time passing. Not that it necessarily okay. feels. I mean, it does right. feel like that because they just they consistently experience new things. And boy, does the plot go places. Yeah. But yeah, so this is this is Toby's book. Uh, mm-hmm. And it what's interesting is that, again, it's one of the shorter ones. Uh, we started off the series with some pretty classic like 86, 90 page books. This is page 65 pages. Just yeah, done. You know? They're pretty concise, like until we yeah. get to the big ones. And next time we're going to do Hornquajir Chronicles, and that's going to be that's going to be a two parter. Yeah, I'm sure it will be. It's meaty. It's significant. <laughs> it's a big meaty book. But uh, um, what I enjoy is that this book just starts out with Tobias doing his thing in the meadow, and I love how Ka writes Tobias's natural perspective. Like, there's mm-hmm. just right away, it just starts off with this beautiful thing of how he's sitting in in a dying tree. And just watching mm-hmm. stuff. I like it's just such a simple description of like I wait patiently in the branch of a dying elm tree, and I'm like, "Woo, I'm there. I can see it." And she's pretty consistent with those natural descriptions of how axe is running and all mm-hmm. of this. And it's just like my nature boys, yeah, my yeah. nature boys, axe and Tobias. <laughs> yeah, and Tobias is opening. Uh, he does go into a lot of how different he is from human as well, which mm-hmm. is a consistent thing. There is is. This whole book hits that beat over and over again. He used to be human. He is not human anymore. The, there mm-hmm. are things that he misses about humanity. There are things he adores about his life now. But uh, it's it's always more complicated than that, isn't it? Yeah. Poor Tobias. Yeah. One of my favorite things that they that is done at the start of every book is how the character in question describes all of their friends. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, how they see the people that they are fighting with, how they view these these kids that are their friends. 
the way that Toby describes people, every single description, even for Marco, who he was never particularly close with, is just, he has such respect for all of them. Mm -hmm. It's so heartwarming. And he goes, he describes Cassie as a gentle soldier in the service of nature. And I'm just like, (laughs) it's very sweet. He immediately is like, I know I'm corny. Please don't laugh at me. (laughs) Uh (laughs) Yeah. But what's, what's nice is, especially in this one, they do that same thing where he is a part of this group, but separate. He is looking in on them in school in a place that he can't be literally looking through windows because he's outdoors uh, Mm -hmm. and, 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 and pointing out all of the things that his friends do and how they are participating in human society. Like Marco makes the teacher laugh. And then the teacher looks mad that he laughed at Marco's dumb joke. Yeah. And uh, Jake and Cassie are hanging out together and Rachel is Rachel, beautiful, perfect Rachel, but she's the one that comes out to talk to Tobias. She's mm-hmm. she she br- uh, bridges that gap. Yeah, like, she she's willing to have that dialogue. But Rachel actually, yeah, she she can't do. She he's too far for her to thought speak to him. But he can talk to her, and she just like does slight nods of her head or brushes of her hair to a to show that she's listening. Wave, a little mm-hmm. a little this that no one else mm-hmm. can see because they aren't a bird and mm-hmm. he even he spies that she's like won an award for outstanding student which yeah i remember getting those and just being like oh thanks for this piece of printer paper yeah that doesn't really oh thanks anything. for i whenever i would go to those because yes i did go to those a lot um mm-hmm. <laughs> humble brag uh, <laughs> but i had i had to go to those a lot and the most annoying part of that was just that i would have to have another night that I wouldn't have to myself because I would have to go to some stupid fucking award thing after mm-hmm. school because it would only happen after school. It's like I just would get home from school at six and then I'd have to dress up and then go to more school at seven. Oh, we never. Here's the thing with my school. Um, they didn't do this like as an after school thing. They just made everyone go to an assembly and then all the kids who got Ooh. nothing had to just sit there and watch for the whole That grade. sucks. That sucks. That's ass. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. But yeah, yeah like, they, he, Tobias gets to look in at all of this, and he gets to look at Rachel, you know, clearly not telling him about this award that she received, but he kind of gets this vibe that she's not talking about it, so he's like, all right, I guess I'm not gonna fucking mention it right now either. Mm-hmm. Like, just meet me, meet me after school, let me tell you about the thing I've been yeah. working on, I'll see you later. Mm-hmm. And, uh, they, that's what happens after school. He meets Rachel and they go flying and he does a little like bird show off. He's like, I'm more, I'm more dynamic than a big bald eagle like Rachel. And yeah. uh, I fly more. So like, I just want to, you know, I do things with my time too. Like he's so defensive about it for good reason. He used to be a 12 year old, 14 year old boy. Yeah. Right. But yeah, he used to do shit too. All he does is fucking survive as a bird in in his territory slash like mm-hmm. watch TV through windows or read magazines over people's shoulders, you know? Like, <sighs> God. which is wild. What a, what and a life. I, and he yeah. says even when Axe shows up, I don't know if this happens later or whenever, but when Axe, he's like, mm-hmm. it's gotten a lot less lonely in the forest when Axe shows up. Like, sure, yeah. I, I, there's a lot of creatures around and it's interesting to watch, but they are not really ones for conversation, which is yeah. so sweet and so sad. Loved by yeah. us so much. <laughs> He's I love so him so sad. much. This boy is going through so much. Oh my god. He's so lonely and so sad and he's trying his best and he's really working because here's here's the 
mm-hmm. the most like his situation is is what it is so fully because he is truly alone in this. Even with Axe, he has no one that he can talk to yeah. about what it is like to just be other now. Just be completely different. Not human, not animal, yeah. just this being that he is. And even though he and Axe can bond and shit talk in nature and thank God he has someone to talk to, you can't really talk about that either can't because talk that's about not humanity. Really... Axe doesn't understand that Axe has a right. different perspective on that. Exactly. So he's still very alone in that regard. And my goodness, my boy, oh, I wish I could just hug you. You sad little little lad. Also, doesn't he bring up the like he brings up the outstanding student thing to Rachel and she's like right and he's exactly. like please don't pity me and she goes i don't pity you and he goes yeah because you know what the way you think about me is pretty important and then in the monologue he's like idiot dummy what have you done she's gonna think you're so dorky yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, because he, yeah, he's, it's so fucking funny. It's so funny because he, he, you know, he tries to really coyly play it off of just like, oh yeah, so you know, I just, I've got good eyes. I saw it. Don't worry. Don't pity me. It's fine. Idiot. You are. What have you? She'll never like you now. You know, like he's. You're a fucking bird, Tobias. What are you doing? Why are you shooting your shot? <laughs> How dare you? You were bird boy. Oh my god. But uh very interestingly enough is that during this this mm-hmm. flight where they're talking about how he's been observing the Yerks, trying mm-hmm. to keep an eye on the Yerk pool, dealing with boy crush feelings, all of a sudden he realizes, wait, this isn't where we're supposed to be. Yeah. Oh shit, I'd spaced out. How far into the two hour time limit are we? Uh, are we okay? Okay, I. this is the wrong direction. Let's turn around. Weird how I'm over here now. Just a little, that's a throwaway sentence in this entire thing. Mm-hmm. Like that lasted a second and then they just turn around and... They try and they're to back, back in the woods. And yet, again, they're not where they mean to be. And they're both like, this is weird. This isn't normal. Tobias has always been like, no, I don't get lost. I'm a bird. <laughs> like, I mm-hmm. can see, we can see uh, where we're yeah. going for a very long time. There's no reason as to why uh, I would be lost. I do this all the fucking time. Oh, like, mm-hmm. incensed. Incensed that he's yeah. screwing up in front of the girl yeah. he has a crush on. Yeah. uh, Anyway, they see a tree move. A tree just rolls out of the way, and then two hork bajir pop out, and they look like uh, sharp dinosaurs. Yeah. Very, very sharp sharp dinosaur. Yeah. Yeah. Interestingly enough, I really enjoyed this description of the hork bajir because I think Mm -hmm. it's the most concise i've seen so far um tyrannosaurus mm-hmm. feet short spiked tail blades at knees uh snake-like head the forward swept horns and i was like okay i'm getting more and more of a picture yeah there's more there's more of a description at this point than there uh, otherwise it's just like seven feet and knives all knives that's what you usually get yeah whereas this has a lot more descripting stuff in it because the hork show up and they seem to be just hanging out in broad daylight, they're which scared, is uh, they're not a thing that they do. <laughs> yeah, scared, running away in broad daylight, they no disguises. The they do the thing when the tree moves, uh, where they look into the sky and then blink and like shave their eyes, like oh, yeah. 
ah, oh. and that is the the funniest and like cutest, quickest giveaway of like, oh, they're escaping from something. They're not yeah <laughs> mindless warriors. Yeah. I, way to say it without saying it truly, mm-hmm. because the minute the minute that it was like they blinked up at the sun and it was blinding or whatever, I'm yeah. just like, oh. You just left a dark place and are now in a light place and are very confused. That's it. That's all we need. Yep. Uh, So then they hear an alarm that's like, blah, 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 blah. And then you just see the entire forest base mobilizing as these two Hork-Bajir sprint. Yeah. And uh, Rachel (laughs) and... Yeah, they they watch uh, the hork run away, and they're just cutting through foliage, like, making a trail themselves as they run away from whatever. And uh, they're like, yeah, they're going to get caught. That's not smart. Well, and yeah. then they think, should we, should we help them, maybe? What do you, don't you think maybe we yeah. should, if they want them dead, we could make them not dead, and that would yeah. be different and interesting. Yeah, and Rachel basically says, because Toby's just like, wait a second, you're suggesting that we help them? And she's like, well, yeah, we're, we're supposed to be killed by these people. They're trying, like, why not? Let's see you where this goes. The, and Toby's the like, enemy of the my fuck? enemy is my friend. Let's do this. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yes, Which is exactly. also pure Rachel. And they, they do. Very they, Rachel. They, they swoop down and they... They try to talk to the hork but they don't understand directions very well. So Tobias mm-hmm. is like, okay, they can just follow the bird. And he does insane aerial stunt flying through trees, yeah. which just feels like a fucking crazy animated movie scene. You know what I mean? Like an action scene. And Rachel multiple times reminds Tobias that their edge is the fact that Tobias knows these woods. Tobias mm-hmm. knows where he's going. So yeah, he can lead them. Oh, they follow him for a little while, yeah. but ultimately what ends up happening is There's they so have many. to split up. The Yurks have fucking shotguns and right not like laser guns, not the, the Dracon beams or whatever. They just ride Yamahas into the woods and yep. <laughs> blow shotguns at everything. And yep. uh, one of them falls into a ditch, one of the hork but Tobias manages to lead another one to the cave. I think the same, like, cave that they hid out in when they were at the lake, yeah. right? Like, it feels like the yeah. same cave. In my, it feels like the same cave. In my uh, and- casting, in my casting director brain, it's the same cave. Yeah, <laughs> it's the same cave, sure. I, I approve. I, that's kind of what I was visualizing mm-hmm. as well. And right as he manages to get at least one hork you know, to safety, this hork yells, No! That's my wife. Yeah. That's <laughs> my wife. My wife. And, and they're like, and, wife? Wife? You have a oh no, wife. Oh god. So they recount. And then it's just a hard cut to them telling the rest of the gang about this. Of mmm, Cork Bajir have wife. Yeah. So. Oof. Uh, and Marco says a bunch of like obnoxious sexist jokes about yeah directly in my notes i wrote wow i'm loving marco's casual sexism here he's full of it he sure he sure does love the casual sexism yeah just like oh do a female work but put on makeup how can you tell the difference (laughs) are they scared of bugs and snakes Uh, which is when cassie throws a literal snake at him um which feels (laughs) what Hey, K. K. A. Applegate. I'm sorry. Could you could you could you come to my office real quick? 
They're called garter snakes, not garden snakes. And they've never been called garden snakes just because they live in your fucking garden. They have garters. They have two little garter lines running along. They're garter snakes. Garter. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. There are a bunch of different colorations all across the continental United States. But garter not garden snake thank you thank you thank you also very other fun fact just for anyone who doesn't encounter encounter a garter snake they do have teeth but they do not have any venom they are completely non-venomous they cannot hurt you what they do because they are babies who eat bugs and at best small mice um they produce musk which smells about as bad as a skunk. Mm -hmm. And it's this oily, ridiculously thick residue that you get on your hands and you will smell like it forever. So when somebody picks up a garter snake and just get this (laughs) disgusting splooge all over them, you can tell. Yeah, it's what you get. They'll they'll do anything. Also, Marco deserves it at this point. I'm glad she threw a snake at him. Marco does deserve it. Yeah, she throws a garter snake at him, a harmless garter snake, and he he freaks out and he's like, no, thanks. This is fair. Anyway, let's move on. Can we act more mature here, everybody? God. Yep. And everyone's just like, you fucking shithead. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So Axe chimes in with, they're like, what do we do? What do we do with these Hork-Bajir? Axe is like, why don't we ask the Hork-Bajir what they want to do? Quick, quick, quick Thank you. you. Uh, Thank you, my boy. Because he's he's a good lad, but also like yeah, sometimes they forget about those things because they're too busy trying to problem solve, and I think that yeah. ends up being an issue. Just to get on get on like emotional growth corner, like it's okay to check yeah. in, right? Like maybe yeah. maybe do ask that. Maybe don't immediately jump to prisoner war crime. Yeah, and I really appreciate that that once that idea is put out there, Cassie's like, well, yeah, imagine being the only free humans in the world mm-hmm. right now. Um, be, that They must be dealing with a lot. You're right. We should empathize and, mm-hmm. and talk to them. And then they just casually are also like, okay, that's the plan. Go talk to the Hork-Bajir. And then let's figure out why Tobias was just there. Why yeah. is Tobias just there? Cassie's How like- did Tobias get there? That shouldn't have happened that way. Cassie is always immediately on the Elemist's ass. She fucking smells him a mile away. He's got snake musk, you know? Like he... The, ele- <laughs> the she's Elemist well-versed. smells like snake She's snake. like, mm, skunk? No, no, no. Garter snake I just threw at Marco? No, 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 no. Godlike being? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, one. yeah. That's why it stinks. That's why it... Mm, bad, bad odor. <laughs> Elemist odor. Woof. Uh, so they come, like, come together and realize that they can't really just walk in as a bunch of kids and be like, mm-hmm. we're people the whole time, just in case, just in case. They're taking some precautions. So. Yeah, they're they're in morph just in case shit goes awry. Tobias yeah. comes in. Axe fucking just sticks his head in the hole and there's immediately a showdown of the knife mm-hmm. aliens uh, because yeah. the Hork-Bajir, whose name he introduces himself quickly after this is Jerahammy. Jerahammy. And Jake is like, his name is Jeremy? Which I, th- I always <laughs> think is very cute. I thought it was cute. Yeah. Oh, man. And then after a little bit of like, they talk very simplistically, mm-hmm. but they come to this thing where the you know, Axe is like, I'm not going to kill you. The Hork-Bajir says, fine, then I'm not, mm-hmm. you know, I, if good. you kill me, I'll kill you. But if, but we're good. If you're not going to kill me, I won't kill you. But then, in order to prove what I wrote is, aha, it's body horror o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> 
they're like, how do we know that you're not a yerk, that, that you aren't a controller, right? Yeah, so to prove that he's not a controller, he cuts open his own head and shows them the inside of his brains. He's like, look, there's no yerk in here. Check it out. You'd see. You'd see if there was a yerk in here. And everyone's just like, (laughs) Tobias is like, it is horrifying. There's blood, there's some other liquid, and there's a brain. Me and Axe have it right in front of our faces. I know Jake can see it too. Probably, Marco. I don't know. It's just not good. Not good at all. And uh, he's like, hey, you see a yerk? And Axe is like, God, no, I don't see a yerk. Please make it stop. Even Axe is- Put it back. Put it back. (laughs) And he does. Fuck. and we see that the hork have, like, incredible healing capabilities. They they scab up real quick, real good. Yeah. Right? Just- yeah. Yeah, like, the bleeding coagulates just starts healing. You're like, it's obviously not fully, but it's on its way. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and he he's, like, dealing with the pain. He has this huge, strong pain tolerance. Good old Jeremy, Jerahummy. Mm-hmm. And he says, but that was necessary because I wanted to show you that I am on your side and I need help because, like, my wife needs my to be wife. free, too. Yeah. I'm not leaving without my wife. My wife. I'm not leaving without How my wife. How long are we? That is. <laughs> I mean, the sequel, the Borat whatever is coming out, too. I've skipped enough previews on YouTube to know that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then Cassie informs them all as they're all dealing with this and trying to be like, okay, issue. Ah, people are coming. Ha 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 ha. Fuck. Mm-hmm. And 15, maybe 20 people are coming out here and looking. And this is why I do think it's that cave by the lake, because they know where to look. Yeah. They know where to look, let alone if they have, uh, you know, taxon bloodhounds. Which they is wild. J- that How terrifying is that? Centipede, massive centipede bloodhounds. <gasps> that just eat anything that comes into their path. Any, any like... Because as long as it's animal matter, you know what I mean? It's not even just, like, food, like, veg. It's any... I don't even know if they compose, like, compost vegetable. They mm-hmm. seem to just really love blood it- and, and viscera and awful, you know? This is gonna this is gonna be a very me sentence, but when I imagine the taxon, what I imagine how they move, how they digest things and stuff, is the beginning of Princess Mononoke when uh, Okoto is chasing down Ashitaka in that form with the mm-hmm. bulging legs and the click 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 click, oh, totally. and then like he runs over some random animal and just like all the worms just like slurp, and then there's just a blood puddle left behind. Mm-hmm. That's what's in my mind of how the taxons must interact with the landscape yeah. around them. Just too many legs, all blood, all bones. Ooh, Ugh. bad. Ugh. Ugh. But anyway, Ugh. yeah. So, so they're like, all right, they need a they need a hork bajir to chase. They're not stopping until they find a hork bajir to chase. So let's give them one. And uh, Rachel mm-hmm. is immediately like, I'll morph it. Sounds cool. Sounds great. Let me in. Let me at it. Yeah. And Marco's like, finally. And Cassie. Oh. Oh, go ahead. Marco's like, finally, she can look like. She can she can look on the outside the way she is on the inside. Good for Rachel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, proud of her for that. Mm-hmm. But uh, but then Cassie brings up the moral dilemma of hey, They're he's sentient. sentient. Yeah, yeah, maybe sentient. I sentient. I think both are acceptable. I have heard you know yeah, sentient beings. Um, yeah, yeah, I've heard. Yeah, anyway, yeah, but we need permission and uh, like. This is going to be, this is going to, this is a different thing now Mm -hmm. that we're doing here. This is slightly different. Um, (sighs) Also, I like 
because the Hork-Bajir, they are a very simplistic species. Like, they are not crazy high intellect, ooh, Vulcan, humanoid bullshit. Right. They have their own thing going on. But they are still respected as, as beings and their desires and wishes are given precedence for what happens yeah. to them. Which is nice. Sure is nice to like have a very specific hey, you know what? Eugenics bad. <laughs> like like Eugenics a bad. <laughs> yep. Just outright there. Just outright. Oh God. And so yeah, Rachel manages to turn. They make in- him Jeremy. turn around and close his eyes, like they're playing mm-hmm. hide and seek. And uh uh so anyway, yeah, they they respect the Hork Bajir. Uh as intelligent beings, as beings who should be in control of their own destiny, uh, even though there is a significant threat to them being found out, even though they haven't revealed themselves as human yet. And they manage right. to do, like, there are so many fucking chase scenes in the forest with these hork and Tobias just flying and, and having a bad time. <laughs> is this when the bobcat happens? Is this when the bobcat happens? Or is it right before the other bad thing happens? It's right before the other. I don't. I don't think it's this one. I think this one is just. They save Ket Helpak. They save wife. They save Ket Helpak, and the only way, the reason that they save Ket Helpak is because, oh God, it, it's it happens again to Tobias. He's with Rachel. He's guiding. He's figuring stuff out, and then she trips, and he's just like, fucking. Oh, he gets all of a sudden as he's. He gets smashed yeah. into another d- dimension when he goes fucking tumbling when they take yeah, that spill. Yeah, he, he fucking gets stuck in a bush, she cuts him out, and then all of a sudden he's in the air again. Mm-hmm. And he's not where he's supposed to be. And he's watching this thing, and he sees Ket Halpak, and he sees Visser 3. Well, Just he, uh, fucking jazzing down yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he sees that, and, and Rachel's there too, right? Isn't she around the same thing? Or is it just him flying solo? It's just him. Oh, it's just him oh, flying man. solo. He sees Kat Halpak. She's surrounded. He was just with Rachel. And he's thinking like, oh, oh, fuck. Oh, God. But then he realized that there's no time. He can't call. He doesn't know where everybody is. He has a sense, but nothing. And so he just screams and makes the Swainson's hawk that's in the area get pissed at him yep. because it's his territory. Mm-hmm. And then... He fucking manages to get this hawk in. This hawk on... gets aggressive and starts flapping around. Yeah. Distracts Visser three, and Tobias like slams him in the eyeballs with the old with the old dive bomb. Right? One two claw. One two. The claw. old one two claw right to the eye. <laughs> right to the eye. Classic Tobias. That's mm-hmm. the Toby move. Uh, yeah. And he guides Ket Helpak out of there, and they manage to escape. And when they reunite. Yep. Ket Helpak and Jerahami, they do the closest thing to a hug that Hork Bajir can do because they're so sharp. <sighs> they're so pointy. They like touch they touch forehead. It's very cute, very sweet that they have this this thing going yeah. on. Yeah. And they're like, uh, Yeah. Well, okay, we managed to to outdo them this time, but we have to keep guard and make sure they don't escape and no one comes to get them. So Tobias and Axe have night duty watching the Hork Bajir yep. in the cave. Yeah. And I believe once these two are reunited is when they all find out that the hork are this knifey and this pointy because they are d- vegetarians. Yeah, the when they're when they're 
at night or whatever, Tobias is hanging out with them. And he's like, you got to eat before we continue moving or something like that. And and they're like, yeah. oh, yeah, all right, let's do that. And they just cut some bark off. And he's like, oh, bark, bark, bark. Is that it? Is that what, the, what this is all about? Yeah. And they're like, yeah, bark on our homeworld. Tough. It's tough bark. We need knives. You, you need knives to get all the good bark. They the good list, bark. They list the trees. And they're like, oh, when I was young, I used to eat this tree and that and the whatever. And then they're mm-hmm. like, oh, but earth trees are good, too. They're good. Yeah, yeah, they're good. Yeah, we like your earth tree. It's fine. It's fine. Oh, uh, it's so the hark are killing my heart. <laughs> they're so sweet. They're so, so sweet. gentle. And it, this is, truly is the first time that you really do get to see how Axe has kept saying they used to be a gentle species mm-hmm. and now they're this. They used to be gentle. Now they're now we get to see mm-hmm. they're gentle. They're loving. Like she notices, um, Cat Halpak notices like that scar that's still healing on Jeremy's head, yeah. and he's like, "Oh yeah, I just showed that to them. Like, don't worry about it." And they have their own language, mm-hmm. and it's basically like I'm just imagining like two, you know, watching like two birds coo at each other kind of thing. Yeah. Like it's just like you don't understand what's going on, but clearly like they're preening, they're they're caring mm-hmm. for each other, and I'm just like, ah. it's so good, <laughs> gentle, sweet, heart, heart gentle, friendly. sweet, good. They're, yeah. they're very good. It, uh I do think one of the things of many things I enjoy about Animorphs is the diversity of alien life and how that influences mm-hmm. alien culture as well. Because yeah. they are, while they are a social unit, they are a family unit or whatever, uh, it's still not human, but it's still enough to, to see that they have this dynamic. You know, there is emotional yeah. viability there. There's emotional viability in everyone, which is yeah. fucked up. Hey, that's fucked up, but good. Oof. Fucked up, but true. But good, but good. Be- yeah, fucked up, <laughs> fucked up if true. Uh, but good because again, it's not. It's showing that there's no black and white like mm-hmm. thing. There's there's that nuance and shades of gray and everything. And it is at this time when we get this brief respite where the kids are going on different, um, you know. Uh, guard watches and stuff that they realize okay the taxon bloodhounds still have the scent they are going to just be in earnest they know how to find them mm-hmm. no matter where they are we have to go somewhere else we can't keep coming to this cave yeah yeah so so they they're like oh people are coming like immediately basically they know that that everything is coming out in force there's hork in broad daylight there's taxon bloodhounds coming after them they're like starting to start a forest fire they're they're just doing everything bad, everything bad possible. Yeah. They want to kill these hork They need to capture them again. And Marco immediately yeah. picks up on it. He's like, "Oh, it's a bad. It sets a bad example if you let anyone escape." Yeah, yeah. What if we can't let people others... escape and be alive? Yeah, 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 yeah. What if it makes others think they can escape too? What if it? Yep. You know. And they're discussing what they're supposed to be doing next when Jarahami goes, oh, yeah, my head voice told me to run. That's how I knew to get away. And they're like, I'm sorry, who? I'm sorry, what? Your head voice? Yeah. And he's like, yes, head voice say I will send a guide. Yeah. What? Uh, and head Tobias voice? Is like, maybe I'll figure out where to go. Uh, <laughs> maybe the little voice in my head will tell me what to do. And Jarahami's like, yeah, 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 that guy. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> we know about that guy. We know about that guy. And so he is fucking (laughs) Tobias is getting pretty pissed and then he's trying to say no this parade stops I need to get some gone he's just in the middle he's somewhere else hanging out in the middle of fucking nowhere and sure enough this bitch our local elemist says hey man what's up hey how are you duh 
what's going on? The big echoey. No shit, it was me. Jones voice, you know, just resonating Mm -hmm. within his. This time, so last time when the Elemis took everyone, they immediately turned back to human form, right? Including Tobias, who did try to fly away in in fear, though, with his human arms. Um, Yeah. But this time, he is not a human anymore. He is both a human and a bird in a way that he can't explain, but is both, like, kind of body horror-y and extreme, yeah. but also, like, beautiful, I think. It's it's yeah. very ethereal. Yeah, legs that are also talons, wings that are also arms, and, and this this weird, like, it truly is just like if you overlaid a bird and a person in Photoshop mid-morph. and just kind of made those <laughs> mid-morph. Exactly, this weird mid-morph. And he's just hanging out there, and he... And what's interesting, I don't know if this is what you got, and I don't know if this is what I'm supposed to get, but he goes, Tobias is like, oh, you're the Elemist. And he's like, well, I'm an Elemist. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you mean there's more than one? (laughs) Well, there is a book called The Elemist Chronicles, and we will read that one. Motherfucker! (laughs) We will read that one right before the last book in the series. So that's when you'll get your answers, Nika! (laughs) Cool, I just have to wait another 40 novels. Got it, got yeah, it, got yeah, it, got yeah, it, got yeah, it. Yeah, good, yeah. good, 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 good. <laughs> but yeah, so I was like, ooh, that's a that's a spicy ta- that's a spicy meatball right there is okay, an Elemist. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Yeah, uh, I just gave you a shape that you'd identify with. And Tobias is like, mm, sounds fake, you know, I'm a human, and then the Elemist is like, Are you though? Yeah, you don't really Are that you? Look like a human. Yeah, you don't really act just like a and human Tobias either. Is like, what do you want? What do you want me to do? You keep making me do things. And Elmas is like, I don't make you do anything like a fucking abusive narcissistic parent. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> I haven't made you do anything. I'm not forcing you. I can't guarantee you'll even fucking succeed. But like, you know. Oh, you know, winky face. Yeah. Oh, what did I do? <laughs> hmm Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and Tobias, I think... This uh, dialogue between the two of them demonstrates that Tobias, he, Tobias says, like, I'm not a hero, basically. I can't, why the fuck what, are you picking yeah. me? Why stick, why stick me with this job? When am I some kind of hero? And the Elemis tells him, Tobias, you are a beginning. You are a point on which an entire timeline may turn. Which is powerful, man. That's so succinct. Yeah. And yet, like, yeah, that's, that's significant. I do love Tobias's response, though, because he's like, it should have made me feel important. It didn't. I didn't feel like being flattered Mm -hmm. right now, (laughs) which is like, oh, you. Yeah. Because Tobias is really focused on like, all right, I got bigger problems right now in this moment. Yeah, I do. Anytime they meet a god, they're like, what's this fucking guy want? They're they're like tired of this guy and his bullshit. Get the fuck out of here. We're trying to win a war. we've got a job we're working on you bastard stop with this fucking garbage an entire timeline may turn we're dying you know we're please there's a very fun visual metaphor image thing going on because he locks eyes with the Elemis to like stare him down and he says that he's looking into eyes that were a disturbing mirror image of his own Mm -hmm. and I think that's pretty cool to be like oh you're looking at God well God you look Mm -hmm. long enough into the abyss and it looks at you kind of thing like you stare long enough at God and it's looking back at you with you Mm -hmm. and the Elemis is like so what do you want Tobias and he's like you fucking know what I want don't you even Mm-hmm. bitch around with this you you know exactly and what i want ass elemist q is like i know but do you know 
<laughs> right. oh, oh, anyway, back this. to this shit. And he fucking like they're back. Snaps yep. bamboom back to the forest. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love the Elemist a lot. I love it. I love it. It I love the Elemist because here's the thing. Wild that all powerful god cannot feel like a fucking Deus Ex Machina kind of thing. Yeah. Very like, very I I know, right? They literally have they're like, "Oh, they're all powerful. They can change timelines. They can do all sorts of stuff." But it's not mm-hmm. it's never just a, an easy a- it's literally no, I'm making a deal with you. It is a gamble that you need to succeed on, right? Like every mm-hmm. single time it is and they're tired of <laughs> of it they just feel like pawns they know immediately that they're pawns and something bigger and it sucks yeah and you just yeah mm, mm. (sighs) so that little bit is good and then immediately to to downplay how fucking terrifying that was there's a gag scene of everybody stop there's a skunk yep yep jared honey cat halpack do not move there's a skunk do not move. All it right, now we're going, me. and it's a fun to like. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh God, it's very, very funny. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you know, Tobias is like, I'm not leaving, and I'm gonna find this place. I'm gonna find this mm-hmm. fucking magical place where we can go and be okay. And this is when the bobcat thing happens. Yeah, he just starts. Uh, he wants to go eat. And then there's a bobcat man, right? And yep. he gets swatted down, gets hit in the fucking, gets brained by the bobcat, who's not too big, not as, you know, about the same yeah. size as Tobias, probably weighs a significant amount more, but Tobias knows how to look bigger and, and bird frighten them. And uh, yep. really, it's a standoff. And it's just one of those things that's like, yeah, Tobias is just a fucking bird, like a mid-sized yeah. cat predator can take him out. Any, you know, one wrong turn can take him out for a very long time for a significant thing. Yeah. And uh, he uses his human intelligence, not just the bird. The bird can't get him out of the situation. But Tobias's intelligence, Tobias's understanding of different situations allows him to. Yeah. Which is another, like... He holds a a stick in his talons like a person would. Like a Like a human would. He's just... It's a bird holding a stick! How small and sad is that against a bobcat? But then this bobcat is loomed over and devoured by a taxon that just shows up. Yep. It's just this... It's like the the fucking... Like, not meme, but that image you see of a little fish being eaten by a bigger fish being eaten Mm -hmm. by a bigger fish Mm -hmm. by a bigger fish. Like, that's the visual image that I got. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, man. And he knows that there's just, like, they did no, the Yerks aren't being careful. Nope. They're going to fucking go chaotic about all of this. And it ends on the fun little one-liner of, and I still hadn't had breakfast. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Tobias has gone through so fucking much in, like, an hour. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, after that, he, uh... God. He's terrified. He goes up and uh, he ta- He sees a falcon who's Jake, a peregrine falcon. And he's like, please tell mm-hmm. me, please tell me it's not just a, a regular douchebag peregrine. I don't think they go into mm-hmm. it in this book, but Tobias has talked about how peregrines piss him off because they're rude little bastards. Yeah, peregrines are, are little shitty, angry bastards at everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Valid. Um, and then Tobias also lets slip to Rachel that the Elemist could make him human again. Yeah. And Rachel is like, that would be great. That would be awesome. And then he's like, yeah, but I don't think that that's what he means because we know how the Elemist likes to wishy-washy waffle around whatever the fuck he's actually saying. Yeah. He's like, 
I don't remember the Elemist actually making any promise. We just kind of had a mm-hmm. discussion. He was like, mm, but do you? But what if you live in a society? Interesting. <laughs> like, I love that there's, there's this narrative with the Elemist where they're like, they're his little favorites. You know what I mean? Like he likes to pick yeah. on them and make them do things for him because he thinks highly of them. And they're like, this fucking asshole, this smug bitch, you know, like they just... yeah cannot stand him and yet and yet yeah and yet so yeah they they realize that in order to actually get the hork bajir out of here they can't just keep go doing with the two hour time limit they they're gonna have to reveal their human mm-hmm. forms it's a big discussion because everyone's like this it, we, they can never get captured like this will blow yes. the whole fucking thing if they get captured uh but they end up doing it and the hork bajir laugh and they're like human yeah sweet precious little humans this is so good and then jarahami gets really fucking ham on this because he's he's him and he goes free or dead yeah free or dead no in between and rachel's like nah, i like him now i really i'm, I'm jiving with these guys yeah yes because like, that's the yeah, if that ain't the rachel mentality absolutely he, uh. yeah yeah they both and the thing is, is after they, they demorph and they say free or dead, Rachel goes like, yeah, free or dead. And Jake and Cassie both are like, yeah, free or dead. And they're like, you, mm-hmm. Rachel pushes Marco to make him say it too. <laughs> She's like, do free it. Free or dead, that's it. <laughs> do it. And he's like, I got like, you got better odds on dead. And he's like, yeah, okay, God. All right. Stop touching me. Free or dead. <laughs> free or dead. I love it. I I really like how Rachel's just like you're in this, Marco. Stop mm-hmm. it, fucking. It's it's very cute. There, this this book, despite being like the the thickness of a decent wooden coaster that you put your drink on, <laughs> is like yeah. yeah, 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 chock full of stuff. Yeah. So at that point, they're literally just hiking up the mountain in human form, waiting until the last second they possibly can to morph. Right. And. uh Tobias is trying to, is, is he, he's so hungry, which is fair. He is a bird. They expend a lot of energy constantly by flying. And, uh, he goes to eat and he does that, feels great. It gets really upset because he notices that they've called in helicopters and they can't just hike as humans behind these Hork-Bajir anymore. Uh, and he gets up to try and tell them as quickly as he can, the helicopter, like, flies by him he gets juked and and what slams into what yeah just slammed against a a branch and breaks one of his wings which is in the collision which is a death sentence for a bird yeah that's fucking it a predatory bird on the ground in the in the wilderness you break a wing you're you're gone dude anything will get you and this time it's a raccoon a fucking yeah fat little bastard raccoon bastard little grubby garbage man hands just fucking coming at him like he even says he's like oh this is just an ordinary fucking raccoon not a hork bajir tax on anything just a raccoon with little hands and it knew that he was helpless Mm -hmm. and it starts to drag him away by his he's just being dragged on the floor by the broken wing yeah and and he hears the gurgling sound of water coming towards him yeah and he's like, you know, people say that raccoons are fastidious and they like to wash their foods. And it's like, no, they just want to make sure they just don't want to eat crap that they don't like. So they make sure to get rid of any mites or things they don't want to eat beforehand. And mm-hmm. uh, 
this raccoon doesn't really care if I'm alive or dead by the time it puts me in the mouth, but it's sure going to wash me first. It's sure going to stick me in the Mm -hmm. water for a long period of time. And he knows, Mm -hmm. and Tobias says, the raccoon knows, and I know, that it's holding me at just enough distance where I can't bite it, I can't use my beak, I can't use my claws, I am helpless. Yeah, yeah. My favorite description from this whole thing was as he's screaming, he says, I screamed to a deaf forest, which just, mm, mother nature, you cruel, beautiful thing. Of course nothing else in there is going to help you. Like, that's just, that's just nature. Oh, and then the Elemist, being the Elemist, says, like, do you want that reward now? Would you like your reward hello, now, Tobias? Tobias? I see you're oh, in hello, a Tobias. situation. Mm. And then he's like, yeah, all right, it is done. And Toby's like, nothing's done. I'm a bird still. And then he's just like, yep, of course. And the Elemist just implies, like, you know how to morph. Yeah. Fucking do it. It like, gave you power. Use it. He says in his his god mm-hmm. voice, and Tobias is like, "Pardon me, pardon me. That's it. That's the only thing you're doing. Are you for fucking real right now?" I you, mm-hmm. he calls him a liar and a cheat, which is just classic, yeah. classic move. Yep. And he acquires and- the raccoon. Yeah. <laughs> and starts morphing it from Bert. I like the image of bird morphing to raccoon. It feels like there's a level of uh, abstraction and distance that makes it slightly less fucking weird and gross compared to humans morphing yeah. things. Yeah. Right? Um, but the, he's like, that raccoon was old enough and smart enough to know he didn't want to stick around when a bird turns into another raccoon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The raccoon was just like, um, fuck this, actually. Never mind. <laughs> fuck this. But uh, during that morph, one of the things is he, like he describes this transformation as so strange because his glorious wings are gone. Mm-hmm. He's getting fat and meaty and all of this. And it's just like, wow, that's a lot that you're unpacking there, buckaroo. Uh, yeah. but now he's, he's like, I'm back, but I'm not human. And then he has to come to terms with the fact that, you know, he'll deal with this shit with the Elemis later. Mm-hmm. He's not happy about this, but right now he still has a job to do. And he's like, oh shit, I'm running on the ground, but also I'm so slow and everything is really close and flying is so different. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> they're so far away. <laughs> I'm so tired. He runs yeah. until the raccoon gets tired and then demorphs and is like, oh yeah, of course they cure my friends cure their injuries all the time by demorphing. Remember that time Marco's heart stopped? Yeah, like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that time Marco was fucking stabbed in the heart and was fine? All right, yeah, let me just yeah, yeah. pull one of those. No broken wing. Cool, cool. Remember when Rachel was being cool, eaten cool. alive by... Aunt- oh, wait, he doesn't remember that. No one remembers that except Jake. Only Oof. Jake remembers Oof. that bit. Anyway, mm. anyway. <laughs> These kids are traumatized. Woohoo! Oh, God. And so he sees, like, the helicopters be fucking burned and flamed and everything. And he's like, God, I hope my friends are okay. He yells out to everybody uh, and <laughs> is spot- just, like, panicking. Yeah. He He's panicking. He sees them doing this. He sees all of the fucking yurks, like, flooding the forest. And he finally sees a pale blue deer with a scorpion tail. And he's like, oh, there we are. Hey, oh my god, Axe, thank god. Hey, what's up? And Axe is just like, oh, hello. It seems like we're trapped and probably going to die now, Tobias. In, in the, in the, we seem to be in, in the a trap. typical Axe yeah. chill voice. <laughs> the, ah, uh, shame, really. <laughs> well, what's, um, 
and everyone's in battle morphs and Tobias quickly throws a plan together, which is, hey, they're not going to stop until they see two dead hork Vajir. So uh, let's give them some dead hork Vajir, right? Yeah. Yeah. And and Rachel's like, okay, I'll be Jerahami. We got this. Let's do this. Yeah. And uh, Tobias is like, I'll get Ket. I'll, I'll, mark hork, I'll morph hork Vajir too. I'll be Ket. Yeah, and they're like you. Rachel's like everyone. Kind of stops for a, you hear the you music. Will? Stop. <laughs> yeah, it's the record scratch. <laughs> like you, uh, and he really quickly is just like, oh yeah, yep, I got that back. And Rachel's like, I'm gonna fucking kill the Elvis. <laughs> That's what he. That bastard. That piece of shit. You fucking like. She's outraged and. And Axe is just like, never trust an Elemist. Ah, mm-hmm. oh, fuck these guys. Mm-hmm. Everybody, everybody goes like, and, and says that. And Tobias says, listen, I can morph again, which means I can be part of this team more fully again. So I'm going to take it for now. And I'm keeping my wings. Let's just do the plan, mm-hmm. please. I'll co- I'm compartmentalizing yeah, right now. Please, a- let's not. all. The- there's nothing he's like there's nothing i can do there's nothing i can do so let's just continue doing the thing and uh yeah jake takes the role of of bird takes the the important role of eye in the sky and uh, yeah they their their whole plan is to have rachel and tobias as hork bajir lead them around on a merry chase there's a ravine nearby and Marco is going to hang out in a cave as a gorilla right under the cliff. Mm-hmm. And uh, it mostly goes to plan. They get ch- there's so much is happening. Things have been closing in on them so much. And Tobias is like, yeah. "I'm. It's fine. Whatever the Elemis did is fine. Can I go kill something? Actually, maybe we should just go kill things." And Rachel's like, "Yeah, you know, <laughs> I understand this. This is a uh, yeah. He sees familiar to me." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what he what he ends up seeing is how similar the Hork Bajir's talons are to his own, and he's like, I could tear apart a taxon. That would be okay for me right yeah. now. I could do that. <laughs> what are they gonna This is my self-care. Yeah. <laughs> Truly. He's just like, mm, buddy, uh, let me tell you, I've been there. Doesn't end well for me. Usually lose a limb. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, things uh, you know. You know, whatever. Uh, so they have this, they're starting to count down the steps of how far it takes until they get to this. And then they're starting to get closed in more and more. And they're finally, eventually, it's like, okay, there's a line of hork between us and the ravine. We have to go through them. It's time to fucking fight. And Rachel's like, well, I guess that anger is going to come in handy. Yep. She's like, welcome <laughs> to this. Now we have an excuse. <laughs> yep. And I really enjoyed this fight scene because of just how much of page space was taken up by just the slash, wham, like, pakow, hurrah, like all this like classic action. Like, it's like a comic. It's very cute. And, and it makes yeah. it easy to, to digest. I love the, yeah. And that's the thing, right? As easy as these are to digest, there's still enough there where you get an idea. You're allowed to fill it in the way you want. And that's the way writing should be. Mm-hmm. Don't over-describe. Don't yeah. overdo it. Yeah. Let the action spe- scenes, like, spe- let the tension of the action speak for itself without hyper-describing yeah. every detail. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> Rachel and Tobias get absolutely fucked up as hork but because um, Jake had done the same thing that Tobias has done countless times of diving in and clawing mm-hmm. at someone's eyes. Mm-hmm. 
uh, that gives them just enough time to escape and run towards the ravine. Uh, Rachel jumps first, mm-hmm. and then uh, then he jumps as well. And isn't uh, does it, it was a hundred feet to the bottom? Yeah, well, isn't Visser three there, and he's like, Bleh, "Give give yourselves up!" Yeah. Bleh, like he steeples his fingers together and doesn't does it. Yeah, mine is an evil laugh, you know. And uh, yep, as he he turns around, he he does a hork vizier grin and he yells, "Free or die!" And then leaps to the ravine and gets caught by a giant uh-huh. gorilla arm, which. Yep. feels very video game in a very fun way, didn't it? It's a very fun video game because then they're cowering in this cave and they just hear Visser 3 be like, Fools, no one escapes the Yerks. <laughs> Only a fool would fall to their deaths that way. Naha, we're done here. Pack also it up, the, go home. the tableau that the Animorphs have set up for Visser 3 to see where they put Jerahami and Ket Helpak. They lie, they're just like, lie down and play dead. And don't worry about the mm-hmm. wolves. Marco or, or Cassie and, and what, Jake or whatever. Cassie? Oh, yeah. no, just Cassie, I guess. Cassie is chewing at one of the tendons, and they're just not moving while this is happening, because they're like, Hork, because they have a high pain yeah, tolerance, we've figured out, right? Yeah, they can expose they're their fine. own brain. They're good. And, and yeah, and then Visser 3 is like, the wolves will give them the burial they deserve. Just yep. this classic oh fucking villain God. bullshit as he packs up and goes so home. Much. Yeah, they all pack up and go oh, home. Oh, what a sight. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, they they bring the Hork Vizier to this beautiful little valley that is like, does this even really exist? Was the vibe I got from this, right? Yeah. Like there's yeah, there's me a too, weird of like crack in in rock ravine. Like mountains are yeah. so close to each other that you have to squeeze through, and then you're in the fucking lost valley from the land before time. Yep, that's the vibe I got as well. Of just like mm-hmm. this is this is a place out of time, out of out of earth, out of everything. There's like a consistent rainbow. And- right yeah 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 like there's a waterfall there's a it's got everything and as the team is looking at this and being like wow it's beautiful jerahami is just like uh this place is good for uh hork bajirud kawatnoj and everyone's like what and they're like oh babies baby hork bajir little baby it's so cute. Small Hork Bajir, small Jarahami, small Ket Halpak. And it's, I just imagining a tiny bundle of knives. Uh, it's really cute. Yeah, yeah. And Marco, because he's Marco, is finally like, wait, how do we tell you guys apart? And it's just like, oh, yeah, this horn is just like slightly smaller. Yeah. Or, or like one curves differently, or, right? I think. One curves slightly yeah. differently. Or, and, and they're yeah, like, or, or like what, they have three and two. two and, and then yeah. Ket Halpak is like, other differences only for Hork Bajir to know. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not for you. Not, Not for, for you. Uh, oh, and then, yeah, and then, like, there's this fun little bit about home of, like, everybody has a home. The Hork Bajirs have their Eden, and I have my little meadow, mm-hmm. and I'm going back to that because mm-hmm. I am fucking tired, says Tobias. Yeah. And then things get more messed up. There's two pages left, but we're getting in for the fucking doozy of a time. Yeah. Uh, so, Tobias is sleeping on his branch, wallowing in self-pity, thinking about how he never knew his parents and he never had a great human, a great life, but now he doesn't even have a human life. And uh, he kind of gets drawn into this turquoise mist that is the signature of the Elemist. Also, I love that his color is turquoise. Like, you go for it, dude. Yeah. Um, yeah. Way to pick your color. But he 
sees himself, his human self, sleeping in bed. And he's perched in the window as a hawk. And uh, he notices all of those things he was thinking about just before. The lights from the alarms and the sound of TV and things like that. And uh, the boy in the bed wakes up and says a bird and and Tobias tells him it's just a dream don't worry about it and uh, <laughs> he says listen you should go with Jake through the construction site tomorrow go home with Jake uh, and he reaches oh, out and, and he acquires himself he, yeah and the idea that he like he is literally choosing to not change a thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And when... Yeah, and he's... That's when he remembers what the Elemis said of you are a point on which an entire timeline may turn. Mm-hmm. And then he says, you should go back to sleep, Tobias. Mm-hmm. I can help you sleep. And I can help you sleep. And that's how he acquires him. And then... And he... He mm-hmm. wakes up in his tree and he hears the Elemist voice and says, have I kept my promise? And Tobias just says, yes. The Elemist asks, and are you happy, Tobias? Which there is no response to because that's a loaded (laughs) question. (laughs) It just goes to the next chapter. And the next... Oh, God. The next chapter kills me! And the next chapter... Fucking... I'm like, I'm already already crying. But the next chapter is like half a page. Half a page. It's just like two paragraphs at best. And fucking... The next chapter is the day when Rachel's going to get her foundation of its outstanding student award. And he knows that knows that he has to miss part of the ceremony. And he's kind of just standing he in just a fucking corner. Yeah, he's, he's not there. He just stands in the back. He's watching. He's watching everyone react. Cassie gives Rachel a huge wink. Rachel looks like a fucking model and has the confidence of a god. Right? Marco yeah. makes a goofy bow joke and Jake yeah. is just kind of smirking. She walks past and him. And he sees he sees her her eyes sweep over him indifferent before she basically double takes and looks back at him and just eyes go wide in realization, recognition. And it's he says, hi, Rachel, with his human voice. And that's how the book ends. That's it. <laughs> Tobias. My God! <laughs> oh my God, what, Toby! What an incredible cut! Ah! 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 This book, this book is a fucking masterclass in how to have thing be short and be chock full of stuff and be impactful. full of so many impactful, full of lessons, full of fight stuff, full of action and and introspection and every just fucking good job. Tobias books are good. I've, I've been waiting for this one for so long, even though it's just the second Tobias book, you know, because you you totally understand by the 13th book how Tobias feels in his body. Yeah. Right. Or as a bird. And yeah. it feels like he has been trapped for a long time, even though you've gone through exactly one book with him in perspective and like some yeah. stuff in the megamorphs and that's it, you know? Yeah. Oh, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. I also love any opportunity to get another look into how the Elmist just decides to fuck with stuff. Mm-hmm. Because it truly is that thing of like, why are you in on this, buckaroo? Like, you, you're, oh, you're not going to actually move anything directly, but sure. sure. Truly, what so, game are you playing? Sure, Jan. Right? 
What game were you? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a lot. Made me tear up then, tearing up now. But it's good. It's good. I had a very good time with this one. Had a very, mm-hmm. very splendid time with mm-hmm. this one. Oof. But yeah, so that was that was Toby Book. Uh, this one was called The Change. The 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 change. The yeah. change. So there he is. There's the change. And uh, uh, <sighs> uh also we get we get the start of the Hork-Bajir Valley of Eden, right? The the Hork-Bajir Valley. Yeah. Which is so sweet, and they get to they get to start anew and like be safe there and stuff like that. And well, you know, yeah. Do you think Kay Applegate just leaves loose threads hanging? Yeah, I have a feeling we're gonna <laughs> extrapolate on that. I don't, I don't think that Kay is gonna be like, look at this valley that can sustain so many hork bajir only to live there forever. Fucking, I doubt that. Press X to doubt. And uh, uh, but that's that's next. Is there a hork bajir chronicles? That is that is the order I prefer to read them in because of the way the dialogue. You'll notice immediately when we start why I've decided to order it like this. Uh, okay. <laughs> but I love it. All right. Hork Bajir sure. time. I'm so excited for it. Uh, this was great. This was good. Thanks yeah. for listening. I hope you had yeah. a good emotional Toby time with us because that's what we're here to do. <laughs> we are. It's just- <laughs> All right. Yeah. And we'll catch you guys next time for uh, what I'm going to call right now is probably going to be heartbreaking and full of tears for me (laughs) we'll see (laughs) guess we'll fucking see Karen thank you bye (laughs) hey everyone thanks for joining us we hope you had as good of a time as we did First off, let's all thank K.A. Applegate, Michael Grant, and Scholastic Books for their extremely fun and dramatic children's series, Animorphs. You can find links to get your own copies of Animorphs in the episode footnotes. We'd also like to thank our friend Matt for making our intro and outro music. You can find him at NiceWizardMusic on Twitter. Check him out. Hit him up. Make him slap the bass. And, of course, if you'd like to send us comments and get updates on episode releases, you can follow the Lit Kid Lit Twitter at LitKidPod. Or, if you'd like to follow us individually, you can follow me, Kara, at Bishojo World, or Nika at Gossamer Owl. That's Bishojo with a U and Gossamer with two S's. You can also email us at LitKidLitPod at gmail.com. You know, it's a, it's a good classic Gmail. All right, <laughs> bye! bye. Also, real quick aside, because musical shit, and I'm I can't stop myself, mm-hmm. but it's the fucking Dear Evan Hansen on the outside, always looking in. Will I ever be more than I've always been? Oh, fucking, that's it. That's going on the Toby playlist I'm making, obviously. <laughs> um, <laughs> Marco and and Marco saying, "Oh yuck," but then Toby saying, "Hey, did that scare the pee out of you, Axe Man?" And yeah. Axe going, "I am as." I am as peeless as you, Tobias, my friend. Yes. Just fucking sent me. Oh yeah. my god! Yeah, that was that was my soapbox. My snake so- snake snow mm, can't say that snake soapbox. Thank you. Okay, okay, <laughs> Snape okay. skoke box is what I fucking said. Snake soak. You gotta get a soak on that Ooh. snake. Yeah, soak yeah. snake stink. <laughs> uh... <laughs>